0: When you go for goals, I can promise you, you will run into psychological walls. What do I mean psychological walls? Psychological walls are barriers that keep us from moving to the next level of success until we properly learn to go over them, under them, through them or to change them using some powerful change technology. Today, my goal is not to teach you how to change these walls. My goal is to help you identify them. Because sometimes what happens to my clients is that they get stuck, but they're not entirely sure how. Today, I want you to make sure that you know exactly what it is that you're up against, so that you know exactly what it is that you need to tackle. Wall number one, the goal feels impossible. I had a client who was making $30,000 a year and truly believed that it was impossible to make $100,000 a year in the market, in the situation he was in, and on and on and on. He believed that changing his financial status was an impossibility. I had another client who believed that it was impossible for her to break through the glass ceiling in her career, the ceiling that was dominated by men who were trying to hold her down. That was her story. I've talked to teenagers who believed it was impossible for them to get a good internship or to get into a good college because of their background or their family situation. I've met people who've, had some kind of incredible loss, loss of a spouse, loss of a loved one, loss of an important relationship. And in that moment, they believed it was impossible to ever be happy again. The first psychological wall that many people come up against is the wall of impossibility. Without going into great detail about how to solve it, because that is not the point of today's podcast, What I do recommend that you do if you find yourself in that situation is to go and to look for people who've been in your same or similar situation who have broken through the wall of impossibility. Sometimes all it takes is seeing one person who comes from a similar situation or a similar background for you to realize that it is possible to change, that you can live a new life And that you can, in fact, go over, under, around, or through that wall. Now, the second wall is the wall of, I don't deserve it, or I'm not worthy. Now, there's lots of different ways to say this. I remember working with a woman once who said that because she had been divorced, and she came from a community where that was frowned upon greatly, Because she was divorced, she did not deserve to find a happy relationship. Now, in her situation, it was especially painful because the relationship that that, that she was in did not end by her choice. Meaning she was fighting to save the relationship and her husband walked out on her. And there are many men that are in that same situation. And in that moment, she felt that literally that she just didn't deserve it, that she needed to be punished for her transgressions, so to speak. I've met people who have made incredibly poor decisions in regards to their finances, incredibly poor decisions in regards to relationships, incredibly poor decisions in regards to their business, in regards to parenting. And they have recovered. The good news is, is that in the 21st century, between podcasts and YouTube and searching the internet, we can easily find the stories of people who have overcome the situation that each of us is in. So the psychological wall of deserving is something that can be changed. But if it's something that you're facing in regards to the goal that you're going for right now, I would invite you to begin to look for powerful stories of people who've moved on. Now, that's not the only way to get through them, but it's one of the easiest ways to start when you're starting on your own. Now, the next wall is the wall of I am not good enough. This is one of the oldest stories that there is. We can go into the Judeo-Christian Bible. We can look in the book of Exodus, and the story says that God comes and appears to Moses And he says, Moses, I want you to go talk to Pharaoh, who is the most important political leader of the time. And the story that came back from Moses was essentially, I'm not good enough. I don't speak good. Why don't you send somebody else? Why don't you send my brother? We all have a habit of comparing ourselves against other people. And comparing our weakest traits against their strongest ones. The story of I am not good enough could be told by every member of the human race. And yet the powerful ones are the ones that stand up despite their weakness and the ones who decide how to move forward even though perhaps they are not enough when they start. Because we all have the ability to learn and to grow And to find our power. Even if we don't speak good like Moses, we still have the possibility of standing up and having our voice heard. Maybe computer programming isn't our thing, but we can write, or we can love, or we can work hard and roll up our sleeves. You have an inborn, God-given talent. And when you reach down deep inside and find it, you can change the world. You don't have to be good at everything. Just good at one thing. And then pursue that strength. Seek your own Divine gift and go out and conquer. So these are the first three stories that come up. But there are more. The fear of embarrassment keeps people locked in place. I don't want to look stupid, I don't want to make a mistake. I have to have everything perfect before I start. You know, Will, when, when I do something, I do it right. And I am not doing this until I have it exactly right. Got bad news. You are going to embarrass yourself. You're probably not going to get it perfect. And if you wait until you do... It is quite possible that the world will never hear you sing. That the world will never hear your story. And the world needs you. They need you to be a rising star that stands up. They need you to be your best self. Your most powerful persona. And the world can't wait until you're perfect because they will be waiting way too long. So choose today to be good enough and to do things wrong while you start. I have a mentor who says that everything that's worth doing is worth doing badly at first. If it's worth doing well, Be willing to do it badly. Be willing to do the mistakes. Be willing to go through the learning curve to get good. And if you do, you can become not only good, but you can become great. But if you never start, it's really hard to get good. Sometimes the only way to get good at a skill is just to do it. The only way I know of to become a good parent is to parent. And usually most of us parent kind of badly in the beginning. I don't stay bad, but it's okay to start bad. The only way to do certain tasks well, I'm a coach. The only way to become a good coach is to coach. Now, at first, maybe you go find some people to practice on, some family members, some friends. But eventually, you got to take that first paying client. If you're a presenter, I have a presenting mentor who said, Will, do you know the way to make a perfect presentation? I knew there was a catch, but I didn't know what it was, so I said no. And he says, You make a lot of bad ones, and you take the feedback, and you make each one a little bit better. And before long, that presentation that started off bad becomes amazing. The only way to be a messenger is to deliver a message, the only way to be a writer is to write. And the only way to lead and be a leader is to lead. I don't know another way to do it. Okay, next psychological wall. It's fear of judgment. It's related to the fear of embarrassment. The fear of judgment is a fear of what other people will say about you. It's not so much that... You think those thoughts, but you're afraid that somebody else is going to come around and say, who do you think you are to do something great? Who do you think you are to step into your greatness? Who do you think you are to start a business? Who do you think you are to make a presentation? Who do you think you are to lead, to guide, to mentor, to coach, to inspire? Who are you to be powerful? And I'm just here to tell you that not everybody's going to agree with you not everybody is going to support you. Not everybody is going to believe in you in the beginning. But if you stand up and you stand for something over and over and over again before long, first there will be one and then two and then ten and then many who believe. And I want you to know that I believe in you so be willing to face the wall of judgment be willing to have haters on the path to lift people up and inspire them be willing to stand for what's right and good and true even when it is not possible even when it is not popular even when you face some ridicule. There's an ancient story that says that a sincere man stood and delivered a message, and some people didn't get it. The story says they were perplexed when they heard his message. And the reality is, is that some people do not get it. The story also says that some people laughed. They heard him and belittled him for standing for what he believed in. But then the story also says, some believed some believed and when you learn to tell your story in a sincere way some will And I want you to know before you have your first raving fan and your first raving fan is on his or her way that you have belief from me. Belief in your ability, belief in your capacity, belief in you. I believe in you. So be willing to face the judgment if there's a message in your heart, if there's a dream that's been placed there, it's been placed there because you are capable of delivering it and someone else on this planet needs you. Okay, one of the next hurdles is I'm not qualified. We already kind of talked about that a little bit, right? That's related to I'm not good enough. It's a little different. I'm not qualified may mean that you don't have the right initials behind your name, you don't have the book written, you don't have the resume written, you don't have the work history. You just don't have the qualifications that you should have to go out and do what you do. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go out and try to perform brain surgery if, if you don't have the right degree. That's not what I'm saying. But for most of us in our fields, we can either make the decision to become qualified or we can simply stand up and start realizing that we don't have to be the end all be all we don't have to be the perfect one we don't have to be the one who has the most phds behind his name in order to influence someone for good i came from a long line of i guess not a super long line a, a fairly short line as it as it, as it uh, turns out a short line of educators my grandfather was a university president and my father has a juris doctorate and For many years, I really believed that I needed a PhD in order to be able to have authority on certain subjects, in order to write the book, in order to give the lecture, in order to teach with persuasion and power. And then one day, I just decided to stand up. And I suggest that you decide to stand up too. Hey, if you need a PhD, go out and get a PhD. But you might not need one to get started. The next psychological barrier is the barrier of not being organized. Now, this one shows up in two ways. One is actually you're not very organized, right? Like I, I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying that you're so disorganized that every time you, you try to get started, you trip over yourself. So if that is the barrier, I recommend you go out and you hire somebody to help you get organized so that you get your house in order. If you're so disorganized that you can't accept payments, if you're so disorganized that you can't organize your time, if you're so disorganized that you can't keep your files organized, you might need a secretary, you might need an assistant that can help you get those things in order. Now, on the flip side, I have seen many of my clients go into a holding pattern. They're holding off on going for their big goals. They're holding off on going for their big dreams. They're holding off on really doing something meaningful and impactful because They first need to organize their files. They first need to organize their spreadsheet. They first need to do a million organizational tasks. And the reality is for most of you, you don't need to do that to get started. What you need to do is you need to go out and stand up and start and get organized along the way. Get in enough order that you can accept payment. Get in enough order that you can get the gig. Get in enough order that your paperwork checks out. Get in enough order that you know what your calendar is supposed to say and where you're supposed to be. But take action before everything is in order. You will get more done. You will reach more people. And you will accomplish much, much more. I oftentimes am coaching new coaches. Or I help people set up mentoring businesses where they mentor other people based on their own life experience and life skills. And it is not uncommon to find a new coach or a new mentor who wants to spend six months building a website before they ever go out and talk to somebody live. You don't need a website most of the time. You don't even need a business card. You just need a handshake and a smile and a willingness to serve. Next wall is I'm already taking action. It's not working and I don't know what to adjust. So the short version of that is I don't know what to adjust or don't know what to fix to make this work right. You're already trying. You've got the dream planted in your heart, but things aren't going quite right. The money's not flowing in. Your business isn't running quite right. You're not getting the results that you should based on the effort that you're putting forth. This is a case where the fastest fix is to go and hire a mentor. Now for each of them, each step along the way, each psychological barrier can be improved by finding a mentor or finding a coach. But when you really are taking action, when you're in the throes and the thick of things, sometimes you actually don't know what to do. And in those cases, the next step is to find someone who has got the result that you want and to ask them for help. And little by little, bit by bit, you get the help that you want. And it's amazing that when you find someone who has been down the same path that you've gone down, or if it's a similar path, doesn't even have to be the same one, but if they've gone down the advertising path, if they've gone down the marketing path, if they've gone down the sales path, if they've gone down the pre- the presenter's path, if they've gone down the mentor's path, if they've gone down the coach or the therapist path or whatever you're trying to be, it really helps to find someone with more experience because Their experience can save you years and tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in error and trial. You don't have to figure it out on your own. And the shortcut to prosperity is a mentor. If you're looking for a personal mentor to help you in your situation, I would love to be the one to help you make a personal breakthrough through your own wall. If, as I talk today, you identified one or more wall that stands in your way of success, I know how to help you break through. When you're ready to have that breakthrough, give me a call at 801 648 and tell me why you want help and why it's your time. You leave that on a voicemail. And if I hear the passion in your voice, if I hear your readiness to break through, I will give you a call back and we will begin the process of discovering if I am the right mentor to help you make your breakthrough because it is your time. 801-648-9302.